How's it going? I have a question. Oh, okay. What's the question? So, how many men do you think get their eat at the? How many <laughs> men do you think get their ass eaten by a woman? I wasn't. It's fucking nine a.m. <laughs> Why are you asking me that at nine a.m.? How many? Few, how many men get, get their, their ass eaten by okay. a woman? Are you asking like how many people in total or how many people that we know have gotten their ass eaten by a woman? Well, we're just going to make like a survey. A survey. Kind of get a guesstimate well, of how, what percentage do you think? What percentage? I would say 30%. 30%? I think 30% is into that kinky shit. I mean, there's kinky shit. And then like, how awkward would that be? I feel like it'd be awkward. The woman would just have your legs up in the air. See, I don't, I don't wipe good, so I don't think oh, that. <laughs> I don't, oh god! I mean, like I do it as like a security measure. Um, you know, you never know what's gonna happen. So if you don't wipe good, if anyone comes down near there, then you know they're gonna be in there for a shock. <laughs> I'm gonna get you some Clorox bleach wipes. I'm fucking joking, man. Don't you lie. I do have some it's nasty ass farts though. Dude, last night I ate like a, a meat lover's pizza and chased it with possibly the worst beer I've ever had in mine. Have you heard of, uh, what was it, Bud Light Next? I've never heard of that. Dude, it is disgusting. Um, <laughs> it is like seltzer beer. It's like a seltzer was made and Bud Light sat in the corner whispering, Bud Light. Like it was disgusting because <laughs> it's... It's literally tastes like a seltzer with like a, a spadoosh of beer and is the worst shit I've ever had in my entire life. And it's disgusting. And my farts last night were awful. Like I and then I think I had like two glasses of wine with it too. Oh. Because it is zero percent carbs. It's eighty calories, zero fats, everything like that. And I it was I'm pretty sure you can drink this while pregnant. Like it, it was, it was nothing really. It was only like four percent alcohol. So at the end of the night, I was like, I need, I need some wine with this. I need to feel something, and so I had two uh, happy glasses of wine. And then after that, my farts were a concoction made for the devil. It was so bad. The devil. The devil. I had, I made those steaks, and then yeah. I drank a shit ton of cider. And I'm Ooh, sure cider farts. I like how this is the subject that we're on right now. It's like farting, shitting, and <laughs> ass eating. I feel like it's very important. I've been wondering this for a few days, but I didn't want to ask you because I wanted I'm happy to you didn't ask me because that was a genuine reaction. Like, <laughs> oh, welcome. what the fuck? But welcome to the Dweller Archives. I welcome. am your host, Aiden. Introduce and yourself. I am Father Colton. There it is. I was wondering, are I'm you just going to sit there and just... I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm hungover. Like, my eyes, like, still... I well, still get the my Forrest Whitaker side, eye going dude. on today. You texted me, like, I was it's ready to record. It's been like that since Tuesday. <laughs> really? I get, like, sawdust in it, and now it's been like that since Tuesday. That's so bad. 
<laughs> I would have gone but to now the I'm doctor. Like hungover, so now it's like completely shut. Yeah, I text you at seven thirty. Like, hey man, you want to record? And you're like, give me fifteen <laughs> minutes. It is now nine a.m. It's now nine a.m. I don't remember texting that. You're like, give me fifteen minutes. I left my fiance's apartment, which we're moving into our apartment uh, this week. So I'm excited for that because finally I don't have to run around and be like, oh, I got to go record. And then something happens where I'm like, oh, can't record. So we'll be sitting there in one place and I don't have to go to Narnia and back, which is making me happy, 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 happy. I'm so excited. And I get to have my own little my own little recording studio. And then we don't have to get up like stupid early. I still get up stupid this. early. I was up at like 6 a.m. this morning. Just I don't get on up this phone. early on Sundays. I, I always get up early. I can't help it. I will go to bed at 1 or 2, even though I don't want to go to fucking bed. At one, I want to go to bed at 11, <laughs> 11 p.m. That is happy time. I don't have to... Like, we, we were up till 2 a.m. watching Gilmore Girls, and Nikki's like, just stay up. Just stay up watching Gilmore Girls with me. One, that show makes me fucking mad. Like, really what? fucking it's mad. It's such a good show. No, I mean, it is, actually. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a good show, but it... I get aggressive. What there's the guy named Kirk, or Kurt, that's like has a thousand fucking jobs and no one questions it. I, he's a psychopath. I would have shot him in the head or at least reported him to some sort of authority. But I'm watching that show till like two. It, it makes you just want to find a cliff and jump off because I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Nikki, can I? Can we go to bed? She's like, No, you got to hang out with me. I'm so excited for this fucking apartment so I can be like, I'm going to our bed and I'm going to go to sleep so I don't have to do this shit anymore. And I can get up at six, six or seven, feeling refreshed instead of getting hit in the face by light, waking up and feeling sad and depressed that my body automatically wakes up at this time. My body does not automatically wake up at this time. It doesn't? Not on Sundays. (laughs) I, I hate you. I'm a morning person. I hate you people that can't do this I shit. I used to be a morning person, and now I'm not. But what, what changed it? I have no idea. <laughs> you just one day, you're like, nope. Just one day, it just changed. We are, like, we are getting Fuck. so off topic. But today, we're doing the motherfucking Wendigo. We did a horror movie review on Antlers, and we felt like it was time to do the Wendigo. We, we needed to do it. We, we did the horror movie review. Now it's time to actually dive into the cryptid and talk about it. And I finally get to do my joke. Are you, are you ready? I hate you. <laughs> I just really want to do it. I don't think I could do it now. You, you got to now. They don't, they have I, no, I, I, I I'm gonna, going to. I don't think I could do it. I don't Why? think I could sing it. Why not? Because I, I don't think. Wake me up before you win to go. I can't do it. God damn it. I fucked it up. Sounded, All right. So, it so bad. that was so bad. Um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and dive into the archives right after this brief word from our sponsor. And we're back. And we're back. Have you ever noticed how the sound call on Discord sounds a lot like Michael Myers? It does. It's like a happy gin. 
And we have to switch to Soundtrap, which is, is sad because we keep getting fucked by them. And let's hope this doesn't happen today. Let's hope and that we don't get fucking shafted by Soundtrap. Non-consensual. I really don't want to re-record because we really need to get this episode out, dude. We haven't done one in three weeks. We've had so much live shit go on. This is true. But today, we are going to be diving into the archives. And I'm going to be teaching you guys some shit about the goddamn Wendigo. Actually, I did. I actually want to do a warning about this. Native Americans don't like it when, not even just Native Americans, all Native tribes of the Americas. So that could be Canada, uh, United States of America, South America, uh, Central America. They don't like it when you use um, certain words like Wendigo or uh, <laughs> Skinwalker. Um, so I actually want to apologize to them if any of them are listening. I understand this is a sensitive subject. And you might want to turn the podcast off. We greatly appreciate you being here and we greatly appreciate you listening to us. Um, five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If, if you don't mind, give us a quick little review. But yeah, if you think that this is a bit touchy of a subject, go ahead, turn this podcast off, grab yourself a beer, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. You're welcome. We're going to go ahead and dive into the archives today with, the, with, with, with Wendigo. With a Wendigo. Are you excited, dude? I'm like half dead. You're half dead. I'm so trying to be excited. This is a very me-focused episode, yes. <laughs> I guess. Um, but we're going to go ahead and cite our sources today. You dirty whore. The first one I would like to uh, cite, source. Is, is it cite the first one I would like to... Thank you for the book <laughs> Wendigo Lore, Monsters, Menace, and Madness by Chad Lewis, Kevin Lee Nelson, and Joseph A. Citro. Thanks so much. We also used... Um, I, well, I used a little bit of Monsterpedia on this and a article about Swift Runner. And the really bad YouTube documentary. Oh, yeah, and a very bad YouTube documentary as well. I also got the Swift Runner information on Murderpedia, which is the Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia, I can't speak English, Encyclopedia of Murderers. Murder. And murders. And that really, really shitty YouTube documentary that was an hour and a half long that made me almost crash my car. It was so bad. <laughs> we, there's, like, we need really good cryptid documentaries. If anyone has a recommend, like, recommendation... For a good cryptid documentary, please send it our way because the sleep paralysis one and the Wendigo one, oh my god. Let's go ahead and dive into the archives. What is a Wendigo? If you have seen Antlers, or if you haven't, go check out uh, the movie. It's on HBO Max. It's completely free. And then check out our unholy review about it. If you've seen Antlers, you'll know they actually have gone into some detail about what the cryptid actually is. But to get more into the archives, I learned that the creature is mainly a spirit in the eyes of the Algonquin tribes of Canada and the plains of the northern regions of the United States. The Wendigo is said to be this beast that used to be a human who is cursed or even possessed. It causes the afflicted to become always hungry and greedy and crave that fucking long pig. If you don't know what long, do you know what long pig is? No, I've never heard of that. You've never heard of long pig? No. It's human flesh, my dude. Oh. Human flesh. This cryptid has a various description, but this is what is known. 
The Wendigo is known to look like a mixture of a human or a decaying deer hybrid. From the movie Antlers in our review, it is given that this malevolent creature has antlers or horns with either the face of a human or a zombified deer. When it comes to the size, the Wendigo grows with its meals, so it becomes larger and unable to bef- uh, so it becomes larger and unable to be full. It can be the average size of a man or something a bit bigger. However, the size is based after height, not by not by girth. All right, there's no there's no Wendigo walking around with a barrel chest and big tum tums. They are stringy, almost bone like, made to reflect the starvation of the creature. From the indigenous stories and lore, the Wendigo is always cold with a frozen heart. Basil H. Johnson, a I'm pretty sure I'm saying this right, an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario gives a brief description of what a Wendigo is. The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its decaying skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against the skin, its complexion is ash gray of death, and eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently pulled from the grave. Their lips are usually tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption. I want you guys to remember that description because we're going to kind of get into it in a few and what I'm going to compare it to. How does one turn into a Wendigo? There are actually several ways. Diving into the lore, some of it's based after your soul, which you mainly turn from greed. If you're greedy in life, your spirit becomes corrupted. Then you have a dream, and if your dream, you become a Wendigo, you in fact become one at some point in your life. From a more scientific perspective, I guess you could say, you turn into a Wendigo by consuming human meat. If you've seen the movie Ravenous, have you seen Ravenous? I've never even heard of it. You've never heard of Ravenous? No. Oh, wait, I called you about this. Did you? Yeah, I called you about this yesterday. Oh, then yes, I have. Yeah, so Ravenous, film. it was like 19, uh, it was actually 1999. I figured that out. That's, that it is was a 1999. huge difference. It is a huge difference. It, it looks like it was shot in the 19 fucking 80s, but it was 1999. That was just low um, budget 1990s. It was low budget, but there is a big fucking name actors in there, which is crazy as hell. In, in the movie, a guy is sent to a fort, or a, a captain was sent to a fort, and... He was put with like the worst group of soldiers ever. Someone shows up, says, hey, someone's eating my people. I need your help to come rescue them. Kind of in a way like that. And they say they go out all the way to this cave to go help this guy's people. Turns out he was the Wendigo and he was one eating them. And so he like straight up turned on them and started hunting them down. I don't want to spoil everything, but it was shot in 1999. Go check out Ravenous. It is on Amazon to rent for $4. It is kind of shitty, but it's like a B horror movie. I mean, it's really good. Don't get me wrong, but like, don't go in there with like expectations of one of the greatest movies ever created. Since he was a cannibal in the movie, it kind of goes into this. A cannibal actually turns into a Wendigo, like in the movie. In the Algonquin tribes, if you consume human flesh, you'll turn. Like in the movie Ravenous, a cannibal actually turns into a Wendigo. When a Wendigo consumes a person, 
he consumes their spirit. He becomes stronger. He, this is based after this movie's lore and somewhat based after the, uh, of what the Algonquin tribe say, you consume their spirit, you gain their strength, their speed, you become a better hunter. You are almost impossible to see at the naked eye. When you're moving, you get like lightning fast reflexes. You can mimic other people's voices. You become like the ultimate predator. The last way you turn into a Wendigo is by hanging out with one. Apparently, if you're Biffles with a Wendigo and you're just hanging out in the woods, which I don't understand this one, by the way, because if the Wendigo is a cannibalistic creature who is always starving, I don't get how you can hang out with it without it turning on you. I don't get where this word Biffles came from. Biffles best friends for life. If you're if you're Biffles with a with a fucking cannibalistic creature in the woods, you apparently will turn into a cannibalistic creature. Oh nice. Yeah, so if me and you decide decided to go on a camping trip and one of us decides, hmm, let's go eat that hunter that we saw and I'm like, well, let's be real, it's gonna be you. And I'm like, Hey, let's let's not eat the guy and you start consuming him. And you don't eat me, but you're turning to a Wendigo. And I'm like, I got to hang out with Colton to make sure that he's good in the head. I will also turn into a Wendigo. And then we're that is if you don't eat me. Is, is that what you... That's actually what they do in Ravenous. Oh, nice. At the, at the end, he Spoilers. starts... Spoilers. Oh, God, God damn it, I spoiled the movie. But yeah, so I don't understand that last one is if you're hanging out with a Wendigo, you become one. I don't get that one at all. That makes no sense to me, because I would eat you if I was starving, and I was a creature. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, if I'm a cryptid, like, you know, I've already gone. I've already done it, so. You've already ate me. Yeah. Oh. But Colton here has a little Wendigo tale for us. You ready? I'm going to do my best. Okay. With my Forrest Whitaker eye. Hmm. It's very difficult to read, by the way, when one eye is like half shut. <laughs> I don't see how he lives like this. But anyways, here's my story. So a wealthy man wanted to go hunting and part of northern Canada. 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 The land of the maple syrup. Mm, I do love syrup. Mm. I knew a dude that was Mormon from Vermont that would just drink syrup straight. Dude, we got to talk about Mormons one day. Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes. Jehovah's Witness? Jehovah's Witness. Jeho Je Jehovah Witness? I don't know. That's Which one, one is it? I think the S is silent. Either the way, it's a, it's a cult. Yeah, it's Jehovah Witness. But anyways, it was where few people had ever hunted. He traveled to a trading post and tried to find a guy to take him there, but no one wanted to do it. It was too dangerous, they said. Finally, he found an Indian who needed money badly. And he agreed to take him. This man's name was Defago. 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 They made camp in the snow near a large frozen lake. For three days they hunted. But they had nothing to show for it. That would fucking suck. This is why hunting is that a would. scam. That's like the worst hunting ever. Like, can't you miserable. just fork for like some roots or something? 
the third night a windstorm came up. They laid in their tent listening to the wind howling and the trees whipping back and forth. Which, by the way, that shit is miserable. If you've never done that before, it fucking sucks. No, I've never done that before. And then when it rains and it, like, floods your tent and you just wake up in water, that shit sucks. See, I want to go camping. And I want to go in a tent, but you're like, no, dude, we're not going camping. (laughs) No, you can can fuck right off. (laughs) To see the storm better, the hunter opened the tip flap. Why the fuck would you do that? See, they're stupid. What, he's all startled him? Well, obviously, you don't fucking open your tent during a storm, you fucking idiot. Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. You're good. I'm done. (laughs) There wasn't a breath of air stirring, and the trees were standing perfectly still. Yet he could hear the wind howling. And the more he listened, the more it sounded as if someone was calling Defago's name. Defago. The fog. Oh, why is there a Y in here? It's, oh, cause the fago. Oh, I've been saying it wrong. I'm sorry, bro. The fago. The fago. I must be losing my mind. The hunter thought, but the fago had gotten out of his sleeping bag. He was huddled in the corner of the tent, his head buried in his arms. What's this all about? The hunter asked him. Oh, it's nothing, DeFago said. It's all um gay. It's um gay. But the wind continued to call him, and DeFago became more tense and more restless. DeFago! 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 Suddenly, he jumped to his feet, and he began to run from the tent. Why would you do it? See, there's this... Why? Yeah, dude, that's some stupid shit. The hunter grabbed him and wrestled him to the ground. You can't leave this here, tent. And leave me out here, the hunter shouted. Then the wind called again, and DeFago DeFago broke loose and ran into the darkness. The hunter could hear him screaming as he went. Again and again he cried, Oh, my fiery feet. My burning feet on fire. That's that's terrifying. I would say, is it because of the ice? He's running barefoot on like... That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Then his voice faded away and the wind died down. At daybreak, the hunter followed DeFago's tracks in the snow. They went through the woods, down towards the lake, and then out onto the ice. But soon he noticed something strange. The steps DeFago had taken got longer and longer. They were so long, no human being could have taken them. It was as if something had helped him to hurry away. Oh shit, like he was picked up or something. <gasps> bum bum bum. Bum bum. Maybe it was Rainbow bum. Jesus. Oh shit. The hunter followed the tracks out to the middle of the lake, but there they disappeared. At first he thought that DeFago DeFago had fallen through the ice, but there wasn't any hole. <laughs> Why are you giggling? <laughs> I don't know why there wasn't any hole. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Mr. Deeds could make a hole. Yes, he could. I watched that for the first time the other Take day. Take the pickup. Oh, Touch the Blackfoot. <laughs> I know, it's disgusting. <laughs> I watched that for the first time in a long time the other day. It's a fucking great movie. Then he thought that something had pulled him off the ice into the sky. Oh, fucking aliens. Horny oh, aliens. Shit. But that made no sense. 
As he stood wondering what happened, what had happened was, the wind picked up again. Soon it was howling as it had the night before. Then he heard DeFago's voice. DeFago's voice. It was coming from up above. And again he heard DeFago screaming. My fiery feet. My burning feet. Oh shit. I'm just going to start randomly start yelling that now. (laughs) I'm going to say it when I'm running to the bathroom and about to take a shit. (laughs) But there was nothing to be seen. Now the hunter wanted to leave that place as fast as he could. He went back to camp and packed everything up. Then he left some food for DeFago. What a nice guy. DeFago. I wouldn't leave you shit. Yeah, I wouldn't you leave you a damn me. thing, bro. You abandoned yeah, me, fuck man. You, man. You can go out there forage for fucking roots yeah. and potatoes. I don't you, give you a shit. I'm gone. When I tried to make you stop. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Weeks later, he reached civilization. The following year, he went back to hunt in the area again. See, I wouldn't even go back. Fuck that. I wouldn't go back either. He went to the same trading post to look for a guide. The people there could not explain what happened to DeFago that De night. Fago. But they had not seen him since. Maybe it was the Wendigo. Oh, Wendigo. Wake me up! Wendigo go! I did I it! I fucking, fucking nailed it. Hate you. I did it. I would definitely scared the shit out of my dog. <laughs> what an asshole. Why are you being so mean to Bo? I'm sorry. Is this Bo, yo? It's Bo, yo. We're going to get sued for doing that. I didn't do anything else. Calm your tits. One of them said, and laugh. When they said, maybe it was the Wendigo. Yeah. It's supposed to come with the wind. It drags you along at great speed until your feet burned away. Oh, that sounds horrible. That does sound horrible. And more of you than that. Then it carries you into the sky and drops you. Oh, that sounds shitty. It's just a crazy story, but that's what some of the Indians say. A few days later, the hunter was at the trading post again. An Indian came in and sat by the fire. He had a blanket wrapped around him, and he wore his hat so that you couldn't see his face. The hunter thought there was something familiar about him. He walked over and asked, Are you DeFago? DeFago? The Indian didn't answer. Do you know anything about him? So not, what a dickhead. He's not it's just not gonna talk to the guy talking to you. Yeah. Began to wonder if something was wrong, if the man needed help. But he couldn't see his face. Are you alright? Still he's being a dickhead, not answering. To get a look at him, he lifted his hat. Then he screamed. <laughs> it sounded like Mario what the falling. Fuck was that? <laughs> that like Whoa! <laughs> he's trying. There was nothing under the hat but a pile of ashes. Oh, shit. So it was DeFago who got fucking killed, and that was a spirit or some shit. He done did done it. He done did done it. That was a nice little story, Colton. I did my best. All right. I go back to dying now. (laughs) You go back to dying. But I bet you've already told yourself, Wendigos aren't real. Did you do that, Colton? I did not. Did you ask yourself that? I bet you did. I did not. You didn't? Oh, okay. Well... Just a you spooky cryptid tale. What'd you ask yourself? How many men get their ass eaten by women? I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> At least 30%. Well, this may just be a spooky tale to make us afraid of going out in the woods by ourselves. But actually, you're wrong if you think that. You're fucking wrong, and you're a dipshit, and you should feel ashamed. There's actually something called Wendigo psychosis. 
This is when someone believes they are actually possessed by the spirit of a Wendigo, which leads to them performing cannibalistic acts. The most well-known example of Wendigo psychosis is the mass murderer, Swift Runner. This is actually a fucked up story, dude. Have you? I think, I'm pretty sure you've, you've heard about this one. Yeah, we both talked about this one. Yeah, yeah. Swift Runner is fucking nuts. Swift Runner was a Cree hunter and trapper from the county north of Fort Edmonton. He was a big man sitting at a massive six foot three with broading shoulders and a big old barrel chest. He was a mild and trustworthy and considerate husband and a loving father. All these traits made him a model citizen to his people and to the traders of the Hudson Bay Company. However, he may have been a nice man. Something started to change him. As the white men became more and more a part of his tradings, so did alcohol. He began to drink his emotions as he became depressed due to his inability to collect enough fur to make money for his family. This depression caused him to act out at home, unknowing to his community. Yelling at his family, yelling at his wife, possibly beating them. We don't know. All right, but his attitude at home was not known until this day. In the spring of 1879, Swift Runner returned home from his camp without his family. When he couldn't give a good answer of their whereabouts, his in-laws became worried. They decided to tell the Northwest Mounted Police, the Mounties. All right, that's the Canadian uh, police there. The gay Canadian police? What? Did you say the gay Canadian police? That's what you just said. I said the Northwest Mounted Police. That is not what you the, said. No, I did not say the Gay Canadian Police. <laughs> it sounded like you did. I will go back to the fucking audio. I did not say Gay Canadian Police. And you know what? Even if they are gay, there's for, nothing wrong I would with pay that. pay for a Gay Canadian. You know how fucking awesome that'd be? They'd be so fucking cool. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> we have the maple syrup! God, I did that a little bit too well. I would love well. every minute of that. <laughs> hurt my voice, man. Like, there's a more chance that they won't be douchebags. No, they'll they'll still ride in like pretty douchebag heavy on a horse. Yeah, but at least they would be funny. Cause they're on a horse though. I'm like, I'm on a horse. That's a good point. Inspector Sevier, Sevier, we call him Sevy. Inspector Sevy Gagnon began investigating Swift Runner's behavior. He and a small party of policemen got together and began to trek to the trapper's camp. Upon arrival. Swift Runner showed the mounted police, or the Mounties, a small grave near his camp. He explained that this was one of his boys who had died, and he was buried there. Gagnon and his detachment opened the grave and found the bones undisturbed. That, however, did not explain the human bones scattered around his camp. Gagnon found a skull, which Swift Runner told him that was actually his wife. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Without interrogation... Swift Runner revealed what had happened to the rest of his family. Are you ready for this fucked up shit? I'm fucking ready. Are you hyped? I am hyped, kind of. Are you hard? I am not. I'm dying. Okay, that's good. Because if you were hard, <laughs> we, would, uh, we would have a little serious conversation there. <laughs> At first, Swift Runner became haunted by dreams. A Winnegood spirit called him called on him to consume the people around him. Spirit crept through his fucking mind, dude. All right, dad, it, it crept through his mind, gradually taking control. 
Finally, he couldn't handle it no more and became a motherfucking Wendigo and decided to make his wife Wendigo kibble. He ate her. Num, num, num. This accomplished, Swift Runner forced one of his boys to kill and butcher his younger brother. While enjoying this, Swift Runner hung his infant by the neck from a pole and tugged at the baby's dangling feet. It was later shown that he also killed his own brother and his mother-in-law, though he acknowledged that she had been a bit tough. So a bit tough, by the way, means they're kind of muscly, not a lot of fat on them. All right. So icky. What the fuck was that? It's disgusting, dude. He ate his like family and extended family. I mean, when you're hungry. No, not when you're hung. When you're hungry, go to McDonald's. What stays in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> what stays in Vegas? What stays That's in the Great White thing. North? The Mounties hauled Swift Runner and the mutilated evidence back to Fort Saskatchewan. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing because <laughs> this. I don't know what Saskatchewan. The trial began on August 8, 1879. The judge and jury did not view the Wendigo idea as the same as the Cree. They viewed him as a murderer, not as a possessed man. They saw Swift Runner as a mass murderer, and the trapper made no attempt to his, uh, hide his guilt. He even admitted that he did it, and they should hand him a tomahawk, and he'll go ahead and kill himself. Stipendary, I don't know if it's stipendary uh, magistrate Richardson quickly sentenced him to be hanged. The sentence presented a problem. The police had never conducted an execution, all right? This was, in all intents and purposes, the first formal execution in Western Canada. Staff Sergeant Fred Begley, a forest burglar, was put in charge of the arrangements. A gala was erected within the fort's enclosure at Fort Saskatchewan, and an old army pensioner named Rogers was made hangman. On the appointed morning, a bitterly cold December 20th, Swift Runner was led to the scaffold. Standing over the trap, Swift Runner was given the opportunity to address the crowd that had gathered. And this was a large crowd, dude. This is like people from all around came to see this shit. Because this was the first, like, official fucking hanging and execution. Like a Marvel Pretty movie. Pretty sure. Like a Marvel movie. It's like a Marvel movie. Family friendly. But yeah, since this was the first formal execution in West Canadian history, everyone gathered around. And it shit was... Bonkers. He openly acknowledged his guilt in front of everyone and thanked his jailers for their kindness. And then he mocked them and tried to berate them for a bunch of random shit like, oh, he was cold. So that was that was in the article. Thought that was kind of stupid. He thanked them and then talked shit. So the balls on this man. Mounties then performed the execution. A more experienced spectator. Apparently there are experienced... (laughs) Execution spectators, a California 49er named Jim Reed commented this was the purtiest hanging he'd ever seen. <laughs> and that was on fucking record. That's like movie critics, but for hanging. Now, oh, yeah. oh my God, you're right. Back then they had hanging critics. <laughs> Do you think they put that in the newspaper? Oh, definitely. They probably had their <laughs> own little section. This hanging was too slow. <laughs> Three out of five stars. This one was too quick. I couldn't properly enjoy myself. The execution scaffold seemed a bit rickety. No snacks were offered. The plot made no sense. And that was the end of Swift Runner. 
the Wendigo who ate his entire family. But that's not all when it comes to the Wendigo stories. We have a very well-known Wendigo story that you guys probably wouldn't even think of it being a Wendigo story. Are you ready for this? I think so. I'm not going to tell the whole entire story because we know what it is. All right. It's the motherfucking Donner Party. We all know what happened. And yes, this will get an entire episode all on its own. And I will say the same damn thing I'm saying right now. But we'll, this that's going to be a multi-parter. All right. That one's going to be fucking insane. But the Donner Party, I feel like, has one of the best examples of Wendigo's known to man. If you go back to earlier in the podcast, we talked about the description of a Wendigo. Gray, ashy-like skin, skinny, animalistic, smelled like decay. When the people were found at the Donner Party and they were rescued, it was stated the skins of these survivors were gray and ashy-like, the eyes were sunken back, and they were craving more long big. They're craving that meat. Even one man had babies hammered to his wall and acted insane when they found him. Yes, I get this was an extreme circumstance and they acted the best way they knew how to survive. That's still a absolute bonkers description by Basil H. Johnson, the Ojwabi teacher from Ontario. And then compare that to the Donner Party, they're hand in hand the same damn thing. I personally believe the people at the Donner Party became Wendigos after consuming their friends and family. And then they had severe cases of Wendigo psychosis, making them animalistic, always hungry. So Wendigo psychosis, in my mind, is a real thing. Because I think once you get pushed to that limit, you will not come back. I, I don't think there's coming back from that. So yes, them shits at the Donner Party were Wendigos, and you can't change my mind. So now you know about Wendigos and where they came from. But do you know how to kill it? <gasps> Let me go into detail with this. And trust me, you don't want to go 1v1 with a Wendigo, all right? But if you do, and you're straight fisticuffs, one of, one of these creatures from the Great White North, I shit you not, you cannot outrun it first way to kill a Wendigo is either with a gun or going into hand-to-hand -hand combat. What you're going to need to get is a silver-based weapon. Silver bullets or a blade will do. Whatever can pierce the ice-cold frozen heart underneath will work. Once you've shot or stabbed the frozen heart, it'll go down. Alright, it'll go down. But the kicker is, the fucker regenerates. It'll come back. Oh, nice. So what you're going to need to do is take that silver-based knife or a silver-edged axe and dismember the beast. Then you salt and burn the remains. Take that ash and spread it into the wind. Just, just spread it. Throw it in the wind. The next option is to outsmart it. In some stories, they convince the Wendigo to eat coal. Why? Because the creature is always hungry and will always be hungry. So if you can convince it to eat hot coal and keep feeding it hot coal, it won't stop eating. And eventually, the heart will melt and it will die. But that's it. That's all we have for Wendigos and lores. I do have something to talk about. Oh, okay. It's what not it? about the Wendigo. Oh, okay. What is it? I went to see the Nick Cage movie. 
Oh, how was it? It was fucking great. Oh, glad you had a good time. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a trailer for a movie with a bunch of demons. Demons. And this basically a nun, I'm going to say. But it looks really fucking good. They keep like coming after her, and they're like, we want you. Let me in. But anyways, like vampires? at one point it pops up, and she's like, it was like, uh, she's not ordained. And I looked at my buddy, and I was like, I am. <laughs> that was my story. <laughs> That's your story. I'm glad. That was a great story. That was really good. Thank you he so much for fucking sharing that. <laughs> Mid-trailer. I'm ordained. Mid-trailer. Bitch. I'm ordained. <laughs> But yeah, that is it for uh, Wendigos. But a few announcements. We have a few announcements. We actually started a Twitch channel that we're, Colton here is going to be going live on at least once a week. And the Evil Dead game is coming out. Yeah, the Evil Dead game is coming out. I'm very excited for that. We're going to be playing a lot of uh, horror-focused games. There's even a few cryptid hunting games I really want to play. And even Hunt. We're going to play Hunt. Oh, I'm I so excited. And then... With the Twitch, we also opened up a Discord or a Dick Sword. Oh. You can go and get access to the Discord by going to co-fi-dweller archives or by following us on Twitch, Dweller Archives, and the panel will be down below and you can get access from there. If you join the Discord, you're going to be known when we post an episode, when we're live on Twitch or YouTube. We're also going to be streaming on YouTube, probably doing live uh, podcasts on YouTube. We have that coming out. We are going to be dropping uh, another little thing that me and Colton have talked about. And we've actually started this entire podcast probably very soon for you guys to get on the interwebs. I'm dying. You're <laughs> dying. I need help. <laughs> Send grease. Send Grease. I need Grease. Yes, the movie. Oh, the movie. Okay, I'll send John Travolta over there. Stat. Yes, please. And then I'll go ahead and get Nick Cage and swap it to Face Off. Oh, my God. We have these things coming. Hopefully everything will be ready and situated by the next episode. That's wonderful. I'm excited. Yeah, if you haven't, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Dweller Archives. You can find us on Instagram as well. I am Aiden Matt Smee on there. You are Father Ginger Avenger. (laughs) Father Ginger Avenger. And follow us on Twitter as well at Dweller Archives. And and that's it. That's the episode. Nice. I'm going to go lay down now. You go lay down. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the bed. Praise the sun. (laughs) And the possum. And the possum. Praise the possum. (laughs) The old possum. The old possum. All right, that's another thing. Dude, fuck anyone that says opossum. Fuck them. That shit. Should we we talk about you living off of the land and how awkward that conversation got? No, we'll we'll talk about that another time. (laughs) Next time, folks. Next time. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.